in light of the fact that parents are stepping up, stepping out, stepping forward all across America, yeah. we're proud to have the Show Me Institute join us again this week for another command per- repeat performance. Dr. Susan Pendergrass joins us now, the Director of Research and Education Policy at the Show Me Institute. Dr. Susan, thanks for joining us once again on News Talk STL. I understand the Show Me Institute has a brand new project you're going to unveil today on our airwaves about Missouri schools. That's right. This is the first place I've talked about it, actually. Good afternoon. Um, So we've been working on a project for quite some time. Well, I should back up. The Show Me Institute's been complaining for quite some time Mm -hmm. about DESE's reporting to parents and about the lack of actual school report cards that go out to parents, the lack of information, the fact that their one main job is collecting and disseminating data and they don't do a very good job of it. And, you know, I've been talking about it. We've done podcasts about it. And we finally decided that if they won't do report cards for schools with letter grades, that we would do them. Mm. So what we are releasing today is uh, mostschoolrankings.org. Every school and district in the state is both ranked in terms of just putting the highest performance performing to the lowest performing and given up to 10 letter grades. Um, and they're based on the stuff that I think folks still care about, reading scores and math scores and growth in reading and math and ACT scores. Uh, there's no points for attendance. There's no, you know, points for whatever you call college and career ready. Well, I think that's important. Uh, this is pretty much sticking to the basics and, for these 10 areas, we uh, assign letter grades A to F in a very generous, curved, uh, typical way. We just broke the whole range of scores into five pieces and, and assign letter grades based on those five pieces. And, um, you know, I hope parents and legislators and, and taxpayers go and look at it. You can clearly see it, it, it has a map-based interface and there's a pin for every school and the highest performing schools are dark green and then light green. Then orange, then red. So you can clearly see when you look at a town or an area or a school district, even a legislative district, the House reps of Missouri, you can see how the schools stack up in those areas. Dr. Pendergrass, Chris Arps, if we looked at this map, would it show that the wealthier districts would probably would have um, higher test scores than, say, a lower class to uh, poor um, school district? Sure, probably. And I think that's something we all know. However, there are a couple of things that um, we did just to take into account the kind of students that are being served. Mm -hmm. We um, calculated expected scores for every school based on low income enrollment. So if a school, you know, enrolls 100 percent of their students are are, uh, identified as low income, Mm -hmm. then this one gives them credit for, you know, missing or meeting the expected score. We also included the growth scores that uh, the Missouri Department of Elementary Secondary Education published. It's a number around 50. It's either slightly below 50 or slightly above. We explained the model there. And so we include a growth score. So even if you are a wealthier district, every child there should be growing at least a year's worth of performance within a year. So it doesn't it takes into account that not all districts serve the same type of kids, but of course mm-hmm. we all know that the parent, that the schools that perform better are the ones where parents move to. And, you know, that's, that's no secret, but um, we do include that. Another thing that's on there um, just for people who don't even care about how the schools are doing, maybe if you just care about education, we have a pretty extensive glossary at the top 
And we define terms like what is proficient, what is basic, what is a school that's targeted for intervention, how did that, how was that figured out? How is the comprehensive intervention figured out? What's a four-year cohort graduation rate? So we have a glossary of these terms that get thrown around all the time and people may not know what they actually mean or how is that growth number calculated. That's all on the website as well. Hmm. Speaking to Dr. Susan Pendergrass of the Show Me Institute. Dr. Susan, as you mentioned, you would think that the government would want to be aware of how the government schools, the public schools are doing. You would think that would be one of their top priorities. Dr. Susan, why, why is it why is it important to measure the performance of public schools? Why should we care? I mean, the basic answer is you, you can't fix what you don't measure, right? George Bush said that famously, <laughs> can't fix what you don't measure. So we need to figure out, you know, Missouri currently has a system of accreditation for districts. And out of 520 districts, 514 are fully accredited. So it's like having no system, right? Mm. We know that there are better schools and worse schools across this state. And we know that some kids are not being well served by their schools, but there has been no appetite to actually disclose that information to parents. So lots of states assign letter grades to schools. Florida started assigning letter grades to schools in the 90s, like 25 years ago almost, they started assigning letter grades. And in Florida, a child doesn't have to go to a quote-unquote D school for more than two years. They're allowed to transfer out or an F school for one year. I mean, they really put teeth in it. And Missouri, you know, we had some test scores come out from last year recently, state level. And the commissioner of education said she wants to, and they're bad. I mean, we, we all know that performance is way down post-pandemic or mid-pandemic. And what the commissioner said is she wants to only use this information as a flashlight, not a hammer. And so I think there's this unfortunate tendency to want everyone to feel good. Even when we're not doing well, we just want everyone to feel good. And we know it's a low-performing school, but let's not make the the principal or the teacher or the kids there feel badly. Well, someone has to. Like, we need to fix these schools. And I certainly didn't put this together to beat up the schools, but because I want Missouri families to have access to better schools. Dr. Pendergrass, there's this movement now to eliminate class valedictorians and high achievement uh, programs because we don't want to lower the self-esteem of students that uh, may not achieve as high. Is that the reason why DESE doesn't do these school rankings because they don't want to embarrass lower achieving school districts? You know, I think so. I can't impugn their motives, but I, I, I've heard, I mean, I've brought up doing letter grades for a long time and there's no appetite to do letter grades. Like, well, that's just going to make parents feel like, what am I going to do? My child's in an F school. I just feel badly about that. Well, it might make parents, you know, parents are becoming very active right now. Like the one that you just played the mm-hmm. clip of parents are activating and parents have seen in the last two years exactly what their kids are learning and how they're learning it. And parents are the first line for their children. And they're taking that responsibility back. And, and this idea that the schools and the districts just know what they're doing, leave it to them and trust them, I think is being questioned. And this is the time when you know, we've already kind of had this data vacation for a couple of years now. We need this more than ever. And I will tell you, you know, it's it's a little shocking when you see these letter grades, and I expect to get substantial pushback from uh, the public education system. Mm-hmm. But this, you know, I don't like to always get on the scale or look at my checkbook. It's not always <laughs> pleasant. But if I don't, right. then you know, or like people that use this analogy of the Titanic turning off the indicator light. Yeah, you could shut it off, but it's not going to. You can ignore the signs, but it's not going to get rid of the problem. In fact. Facing it is the way that we will address this. Now, there are a list of schools 
about 70 that are comprehensive support. Like these are supposed to be the worst of the worst, lowest performing. And then there's another group that's targeted. I don't know exactly how how those schools are um, being supported in terms of um, intervention, but we have lots and lots of schools in this state and not just in the big cities that have single digit rates of proficiency, single Mm -hmm. digits. And Mm -hmm. if you believe a child has a a, a right to a free and fair public education, I'm not sure they're getting them if they go to those schools. So this is the kind of stuff we need to take a hard look at and we need to acknowledge that we've got some real problems and this is how we begin to fix them. Dr. Susan, besides uh, offending the education establishment and the educrats in this state, which I hope they are because maybe they'll get out a mirror and look at it and see where some of the problems are then, are you hopeful that the uh, the, the administration in our governor's office, uh, in DESE, in the legislature, uh, I think your timing on this is perfect, the Missouri legislature will start filing bills for the next session in about six weeks, are you hoping the legislature pays attention to this and maybe starts holding some of these districts accountable? Of course, I really am. And, you know, I just did a podcast with this uh, checker Finn who was with Brookings and he's been around the education space for, for decades. I think he'd be OK with me saying that. But anyway, but 40 years ago, there was this massive report by the U.S. Department of Education called a, a Nation at Risk, in which they said that if another nation had imposed upon us the system of education we've created for ourselves, we would consider it an act of war. Like they were like, we are tanking. And at that time, you had some governors. In the, in the aftermath of that, you had Jeb Bush, you had Lamar Alexander, you had uh, leaders that were like, we are not going to take this. I want to be uh, education to be my, my biggest uh, issue here. And what we're seeing now, I don't believe we're seeing that sort of resolve. I don't believe that we're seeing our governor or legislature treat it as the crisis that it is. And, you know, if Missouri doesn't it isn't a place where parents, where families want to come and raise their children. We're just going to continue to decline. We've already lost ground nationally uh, in test scores. And we're going to continue to lose ground if we don't get really serious and stop trying to just make sure everyone feels okay and make sure that the schools are actually performing. Mm, very good. Dr. Susan Pendergrass, the brand new project has been released. The Missouri School yeah. Rankings Project at showmeinstitute.org. Dr. Susan, we'll love to have you back on for some follow-up on this and see Thanks what the so reaction much. is from the uh, public policy community. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Take care. Uh, thank you. Take care as well. Chris, long overdue. I mean, if we don't know if we don't know where the problems lie, you can't go about fixing them. Yeah, right? I'm surprised that Desi won't do rankings. I would be very curious to know their reasons for not doing something that seems so basic, basic. and common sense. Easier to hide, I guess. Yeah.